hello, we're into the leadership diaries. We're a bit late this week because, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't that inspired on Wednesday. But today, thanks to Nat, we have something that I think is worth talking about, and that's about bravery. So our business is nearly 10 years old over the next couple of weeks, and I had the idea to do 10 lessons in uh, for the 10 years of being in business. And it feels like an awfully long time, but equally it feels like no time at all. So I thought I'd do the next 10 leadership podcasts on the key lessons of those 10 years, uh, the stuff I can remember. So I thought we'd start with a question that I was asked the other day. So um, I am really sprightly, and in a couple of weeks, I'm 41. And Nat asked a great question, you know, how do I feel about, um, you know, being 41? I think she might have been being slightly mean to me, but, you know, we ended up having a great discussion around age. And I was discussing how I, age doesn't really bother me. I think it, it is what it is. It's not a problem. And, and how often I think people get caught up when they're turning 20 or 30 or four, particularly 30 and 40, there's a bit of a sort of a crisis that happens. And often I wonder if it's something to do with a sense of regret. You know, have I achieved, you know, by 30 I should have or by 40 I should have, you know, should have had kids, should be married, all this kind of social crap that we have to put ourselves through. And ultimately, we ended up having a great, really interesting conversation around um, a sense of where we're, where we're at and, and what that feels like. And I think often we spend too much time, you know, where should I have been, where other than where I'm at. And to me, the, the, the big thing um, I learn in the conversation is that um, the biggest, the, the number one lesson of, of 10 years, I started the business when I was just, 30, I think it was, just roughly around that time. Um, what are my learnings? You know, what would I ask myself? What would I teach myself um, with hindsight? And, and the thing that really comes to mind, and it's, I, I think it's probably one of the most important of the 10 lessons, is um, I wish I'd been braver. And, and, it, and it's important to understand that this is not about regret. Uh, it's about a lesson. It's a learning around those 10 years. And, and look, oof, in those 10 years as a human being, let alone as a business owner, as a leader, um, the lessons are just monumental. Um, I mean, geez, there's some, there's some low points that are desperately low. Uh, you know, the first few months of being in business, we lost, we had, we were having our first child and we lost our first child. Uh, our business was our only income and we had a new mortgage, you know. Um, these are the things that come up in life. You know, we can't separate business and life. Uh, we lost my mum. All sorts of really tricky things. So there's lots and lots of lessons in amongst that. But I think if I look back and say, I wish I'd done something different, and it's not regret. I just, you know, you know, my 40, nearly 41-year-old self, you know, if I'm having a question, I'd say, I wish I'd been braver. And this is kind of important because they say, ultimately, many businesses really flourish when the founders or the owners are in their 40s. Um, it, I think it comes from maybe uh, some life lessons, you know, maybe family and uh, building up a, a few failures and a few wins and et cetera, et cetera. You know, maybe there's some science into it. I don't know. But for me, when I started the business, the one thing I remember particularly being challenged by is... Um, not believing I could do it on my own. And, and I'll explain more in that. I'd never been around business. So I had no friends that owned businesses. I had no family who had owned businesses. I had no one in my, in my family 
who owned a business. My dad was in the Air Force, my mum was in the Air Force, um, I was a, a, an Air Force brat. Um, so I had no exposure to the business world. I'd, I'd, I'd done a few things, I, you know, had a, a little hu side hustle, you know, in 1999. I think it was named something else like making money. Um, back then when I was at university, I made money when I was a kid selling golf balls. Uh, but I never understood these were entrepreneurial traits. They were just things that entertained me. They were things to make a bit of extra cash. Um, so, and then I had a, a cons a, an in the, you know, a sole practitioner business in the UK, did quite well at, but that was just, you know, to pay the mortgage. You know, WG was my first attempt at a proper business. Um, so I started not knowing a lot. You know, I remember my first day, I started with a, a brand new laptop and nothing. I had no business card, I didn't have a website, I didn't have any business coming in, I had a few opportunities. So the lessons were, were grave, they were huge, and I, I didn't know who to ask. And um, so those early years were really very difficult. We had a lot of personal trauma and this, you know, this, this cliff face of learning uh, about what a business was. I didn't even know if I wanted to be in business, I just didn't want to work for someone, and I think they're different things. You know, owning a business is a huge responsibility and, and it increases as it grows and it has more importance and you have a teammates and stuff. But um, making money for yourself is different again. And in those early days, I think now I look back, you know, I was making money for myself, but I also seemed to have this thing in me that I needed a partner in the business. And um, I won't go into the details, but I had v various people in various shapes and sizes within my business. Uh, and I believe it came down to a lack of confidence in my capability to, to do this on my own. Um, I have a wonderfully supportive wife and, and had some good friends, but you know, I would be the only one at gatherings that had a business. I'd be the only one in family that would talk business. I didn't have someone to talk to about. It, it was like a foreign language. So I, I brought people in and, and ultimately that wasn't a good idea. Um, they, uh, I soon realized that they weren't there for the right reasons. And ultimately, as it went on, it felt like a, a bit of a trap. It, it was a bit of a parachute. And, and nothing wrong with those people, very capable people, and, but they weren't in the business for the reasons I wanted them in the business. And actually now I realized I, I actually didn't need them. Um, and that's not that I knew what I was doing, it's just that I didn't believe enough in myself to just back myself. So um, it's one of those lessons, and that's fantastic, but a few years on, I find it very stressful having people in side division, and I've talked about this before, about being careful who you allow in your vision, because ultimately if they're not truly part of it, they don't have to want to own it as much as you, but they want to have, they, for, for a period of time, however long that is, they want, you know, you, want, you need them to want to be part of it, to want to help, to help move it forward. And I think, you know, as a leader, a business owner, you're very precious, it's your baby. And, and I take, I, I am, you know, WG is a very important thing to me. So early on, I, I sort of, I, I put up with this and I thought this is the thing to do. Oh, I have a business partner, I have this, I have the other. But I look back and it was kind of bullshit. Like I, what I needed was more faith in myself. I needed more um, trust in the process of failing and, and winning and success and everything in between. 
but I just didn't have it because I wasn't part of what I perceived that world. And eventually it came to a head and the stress was too much for me and because I felt like it was holding me back. Now, they weren't, but I was holding myself back because of my perception of that relationship. So the learning from that, and I, and I remember it really clear as day, I, I was so stressed out about this. I, it was paralyzing. I sat at breakfast one day and I said to my wife, I said, that's it, I'm done. They're, they have to go. And once again, they're not bad people and they weren't doing anything to prohibit me, but it just wasn't the right, um, what's the word? It wasn't the right configuration for what I wanted to, to achieve. I even did things, you know, I shared offices and, you know, I was always within the safety net of what I thought I needed. So I made a couple of key decisions. I, uh, that day I explained that I wanted them to leave the business and I explained why and we came up with a plan and that, that was very fine. And there were mixed reactions, which once again, it's, it's irrelevant of what they were. Um, and I felt liberated. And what I really liked about it was that I could just be accountable for every decision I made, all the good ones and all the fucking bad ones, and there were plenty of them, and I'm sure there'll be plenty in the future. Um, and then the next thing was about moving into our own space. So, you know, I found an office and I negotiated the lease myself. I, I decided that that was the right fit for my, you know, previously I hadn't been able to create the office that I wanted, whereas now I had all these choices. And I think that was really powerful for me. I'm an only child, I'm very independent. And once again, that's both good and bad, depending on how you look at it. Um, so to me, I finally had, uh, I was able to take the business in the direction I wanted. I was able to make a choice about the office I wanted. And there was a lot of freedom in that for me because I'd built up enough resilience to be brave enough to make this decision. And then the next decision was, is am I willing to take every piece of responsibility of all the decisions I want to make? And ultimately, I found freedom in that. So as that went on, you know, we've had things like, you know, interesting staff situations, let's say, which I had to ultimately be, you know, the last stop. If, if I got it wrong or right, that was down to me. Um, you know, last year in the pandemic, I was the one that had to make key decisions about what right and wrong looked like. Obviously, I have my wife involved in the business and I have other people supporting me, but it, it really stopped at, at, at my desk. And what's great about it is that you can't argue with anything apart from the decisions you make. And this, I think, you know, the lesson over 10 years is that sometimes just backing yourself and owning it, no matter what, is really liberating and is really freeing. So, and to me, that's about bravery. I wish I'd been braver to just back myself, to know that the decision was going to be right, wrong, or indifferent, but own the decisions no matter what. So... I hope this resonates with people because so many people go into business absolutely terrified and, and to be perfectly honest, they should be. But sometimes we make decisions that aren't necessarily for the good of us. They, they are for uh, something that's going on up here. So now, you know, I like owning those ideas. I like owning my the decisions I make, right and wrong, because ultimately I can't blame anyone else and it's the ultimate sense of accountability. Will I have a business partner in the future? I don't know, it, it's irrelevant. You know, the situation we don't changed, you know, a, the right partner is a good partner. Um, there may be a bunch of other skills I don't have that I need to bring in. Um, 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my resilience and learning around it is saying, well, just because it didn't work once doesn't mean it can't learn again, but equally, I wish I'd been really, really brave early on and back myself. I mean, I could have fallen on my ass and got it really wrong. Granted, uh, I got a lot of support from those people, but I also wonder if I'd have just stepped into the arena and actually really been a lot braver early on. So that's a bit of a, a download on sort of the first really big lesson that came to fruition. And it was fantastic that Nat sort of challenged me on this because ultimately um, a business and leadership is about the way you operate and the lessons you learn and things like that. So, you know, nowadays I'm a lot braver on taking a an educated risk on some things, but you know, there's other things that I may have just not bother trying in the past but now I'll try you know I'll ask questions that are a bit more riskier I'll take opportunities that are a bit more riskier but equally I'm brave enough to go well no that's not the opportunity we want so I think bravery is a big part of being in business because it's it, it's it is tough and the last 12 18 months for many people have been tough there have been moments for us that have been tough the next year will be tough for many but equally this is not necessarily negative growth is tough um, having big aspirations is tough um, so yeah so the lesson is and, and if you're struggling at this moment at any stage of business sometimes just being brave and backing yourself and you know even saying to someone am I am I getting it right because most of the time you are it's just it's that voice in your head that will hold you back and um, it's important. Sometimes we've just got to be brave. Brené Brown talks about just being brave, being authentically brave. And if you fuck up, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You can recover and you can move on. So that's lesson one in the sort of 10-year anniversary podcast of uh, WG. Um, I'll dig the mental archives for next week and see what number uh, no, lesson number two is. And hopefully um, there's a little bit of wisdom in there. Thanks for listening. See you next time.